Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Converge Takeout. We are in the middle of a series called Everyday Theology, and today's episode or session is all about work. That's right, you heard me, work. So we're going to talk a little bit about a theology of work. So I did some Googling about work stuff, the types of jobs, and I found what I thought were the five most difficult jobs. Now, in no particular order, here they are. Military, oil rig worker, Alaska fisherman, cell tower climber, now that would be quite the job, huh? And steel worker. Man, how'd you like to do one of those jobs? And maybe you do, good for you. So, how about funniest jobs? So, in no particular order, here's what I found for five of the funnest, fun, did I say funniest? funnest jobs. Here we go. Video game tester. Now that's probably a generational thing, right? Voiceover artist, food critic, brewmaster. How many of you would like that job? Yeah, I see a lot of hands right there. Or a race car driving instructor. Just the guy who tells you how to do it, right? Not the guy who's actually turning the corners. <laughs> now, here's another type of idea. How about the five dirtiest jobs? Okay, here we go. And it's not the job I'm standing in, actually. That's kind of a farming here. If you see where I'm at, I'm in a farmer's garage. But uh, five of the dirtiest jobs. Pig slop processor. That's just pause right there. That, you could probably, it's probably like it sounds, it's probably pretty disgusting. Sewer inspector. Yep. Crime scene cleaner. Yeah. Coal miner. And this is a thing. Bat guano collector. Who knew, right? How about the least stressful jobs? Ah, man, chill time. Hairstylist. Jeweler. Pharmacy tech. Massage therapist. And tenured professor. Now, to be honest, that's the one I'd like. <laughs> I had a lot of jobs over my lifetime. I actually started working when I was in fifth grade. And uh, so here, let me give you some of my jobs that I've had. Started as a paper boy. I've worked as a janitor. I've worked as a concrete construction worker for a number of years. Uh, I've worked as a surveyor. And in fact, three years as a hydrographic surveyor, uh, surveying oceans, rivers, streams, things like that. I've also worked as a designer, as a uh, operations manager, as a pastor, both paid and unpaid, and most recently, a stint as a teacher. Man, these are lots of different types of jobs. And what other jobs are there from uh, 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 airline stewards to hostesses or restaurants, uh, any kind of job you can think of, whether it's in a building or outside, a lot of jobs. Well, today, right, theology of work. Let's talk about work. So perhaps you work and get paid. Perhaps you are someone who works, but you don't get paid. Maybe you work, well, on the inside. Or maybe you work outside. Uh, maybe you've worked for the same job more than 10 years. Good for you. And maybe you work for a current employer for, like, maybe less than a year. Jobs, we've all got them. Um, how do you feel about work? I want to quote a really famous theologian, Homer Simpson. He said this, I like work. It fascinates me. I could sit around and look at it for hours. Well, is that how you feel about work? I gotta confess, sometimes that's how I feel about work. Hmm. Have you ever thought about the jobs people actually had in the Bible? Because the Bible actually has some things to say about work. And that's what we're gonna explore today, a little bit of that. And uh, 
we tend to look at the Bible as full of teaching. What does the Bible have to say about this topic, about my family, or what does the Bible have to say about how I treat somebody? But actually, if you take a look at, at the characters that the Bible portrays, we see a lot of jobs in the Bible, uh, jobs that people have had. So like, for example, Adam and Eve, gardeners, Cain, farmer, Abel, a shepherd, Abraham was a rancher and a businessman. Joseph was a house manager, a prison steward, and an operations manager. Moses was a farmer, an activist, and a leader. Boaz, he was a farmer and a landowner. David, who became king, he was a shepherd, a soldier, and then of course a government leader. Jesus, he was a carpenter and then a teacher. Some of his disciples, Peter, James, John, they were fishermen, Matthew, tax collector, before they all became pastors. Paul, who was also a missionary, we also know was a tent maker and had that job also as he was, did his pastoring work. Now work is a part of everyone's life, whether it's a, somebody we see in the Bible that they all had jobs, we all have jobs of one type or another. Uh, work is a part of something that we all deal with in life, even whether it's a career, or, or it's a, a domestic kind of work, whether it's outside work or inside work, paid or unpaid, we all have work to do. In fact, we all do more than one kind of work. So let's, let's try to figure out what it is that we're really talking about. Because I think if we were all to say, yeah, um, we understand we all have work, we're all gonna maybe think about it just a little differently. Like, so it brings up the question then, what really is work? I mean, what is it that we're really trying to talk about anyway today? Is work just merely the grind that we endure day in, day out? Is work just that thing we do so that we can get a paycheck that we can cash? Is work, I don't know, does, it, does what comes to mind for you, is it menial stuff, drudgery? Or for some maybe, is it everything? Like it's what life's all about. Like that old adage, right? We work and then we die. What really is work? I have a hunch, a suspicion that we all think about work differently. I think because it impacts us differently. I mean, I know people who love what they do. They love their job, they love their work. Whether it's the job they, they get a paycheck from or, or work that they do that they don't get paid from, they, they love it. They couldn't imagine themselves doing anything else. I know others who just hate it. They, it, they are miserable at, at whatever work it is that they are having to do. I know other people are kind of right in the middle. They, it's, it's a necessity. Don't hate it, don't love it. Just a thing I gotta do. Well, if we're gonna talk about work, let's, let's define it, right? Here we go. So, the definition of work. Work is to make something of value in the world. Let me say that again. Work is to make something of value in the world. Well, you say, my, my job? How, do, how does my job make value? I mean, if you just, I clean houses. I, I would say that the smallest, even the dirtiest, or the most technical, it, it's all a part of something bigger. All of the work that we do is a part of something that adds value. Yeah, you clean the house, but you're adding value to that person's life. That adds value to the world. The, the, some people like to clean. They like the enjoyment of just seeing something that's dirty turn into something clean. I, I don't necessarily get that, but I know that there's people that love that. I think every job, no matter how small or how big, contributes to the value in the world that work gives.
So, if work's about giving value, where does this thing come from? I mean, where does it all start to begin with? Well, I think we could trace this idea of work clear back to the beginning. I don't mean your beginning or my beginning. I mean, like, the beginning of it all, right? In the beginning, Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created work. God worked to bring about the universe, the, the, the areas of the world that can, are able to sustain and contain life, whether it's life in the ocean, life in the air, or life here on land for, for, for us animals, and then created and worked to create us humans, somebody he could walk with and talk with and have relationship with. God did all that work. In the beginning, God created. God is a God of work. In fact, at the end of the creation story, the Bible actually says uh, that on the seventh day, God rested from all his work. God works. God is a working God. And his work created us. So God's work actually made value out of the world. So if, if work that God did brought about value, work has value. The great thing is that when God worked, he didn't stop working. Man, God is still at work. And that's good news, isn't it? That God is still at work. Now, why is this important about where work started? Because we learn that God values work and that God values what work produces. So really, what does all that mean? It means all work matters to God. It just, it does. All work matters to God. I don't care what kind of job we have. It matters to him. Now, it's not like God plays favorites, right? It's not that God thinks, well, this work, this is really good work. This is work, you're a teacher. So God says, oh, bless you, my child, for you are a teacher. These other people over here, wiring houses, eh, not so much. But you, hmm. Or pastors, oh, yeah, ooh, God bless you, pastors. You're doing my work. All these other people, eh, maybe not so much. No, 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 God does not play favorites. But actually, we think that. I mean, we kind of sometimes have this misconception that God values work only when it's sacred, when it's like meant for the church, when it's the pastor call, the, the, the yeah, I'm saying this in my like real pastor kind of God voice. When I've been called to minister and pastor a church, that's sacred God's work. That's holy, you know. Look, I know we all feel that work it feels a little more sacred or holy when it's with or for a Christian or church-oriented kind of business or in the church. But, and I also, we have to also acknowledge, right, that there are many places, workplaces, that really are not church spaces. In fact, some workspaces are as ungodly as it gets. I get it, right? I've done construction work. I've done janitorial and some pretty crazy workplaces <laughs> and I see what ungodly work is like but the work that we do even if the space isn't sacred the work that we do is the work that we do is because all work is a calling it's not like God says well pastors your call and what you do is that's what God really loves and everybody else well good luck to you no did you know that what you do vocationally is its own calling. You are called. Yeah. You may have you ever thought of that before? The career or job that God has given you, has given me. I mean, even if it's just for a season, 
God has gifted you and given you that work, whether it's for a long time or short time, and that makes it a calling. That makes it special. In other words, all work is sacred. What, I, what, what Dustin does here in the church, that, that calling, that sacred work is just his vocation. But we all have vocations and we all have callings. This calling started. How, how do I know we do this? Because we see this clear again back in creation, back in the second chapter of Genesis, in Genesis 2.15 with Adam and Eve. In verse 15, he says, The Lord placed Adam in the Garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. So God created Adam to work. God created us to work. <coughs> Excuse me. God's tending. Adam's tending to the garden. His watching over the garden was his work. We work. In fact, if you think about it, if we're made in the image of God, and God is a worker, and Adam was a worker, then us working is a part of how we demonstrate the image of God. So all work then is sacred. So knowing this, how does this change how you approach, <coughs> excuse me, how you approach work, how I approach work? How does this change that up? Well, Paul is actually thinking about this. The Apostle Paul, as he writes his epistles, and he writes in um, his, his book to Colossia, in Colossians chapter 3, in verse 17, he says this, and whatever you do or say, that includes our work. All the things that we do for work, whether we're getting paid or it's work around the house, it's work in the yard, work in the garden, whatever the work is, whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. And then jumping to verse 23, he actually says these words, work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Verse 24, remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward and that the master you are serving is Christ. Sacred work, our work, your and my work and whatever vocation we have can be done in the most unsacred of workspaces and places. Jesus did, right? I can't use the excuse, well, you have no idea where I work. You have no idea the people I work with. Oh yeah, I kind of think I do. <laughs> I've, I've been in some of those places and spaces. So is Jesus. For some reason, if we, if we study in the New Testament, we see that the Jews really had a messed up relationship with work. The Jews' relationship with work became very jumbled on Sabbath. They thought, well, all work is good um, six days a week, but on the Sabbath, work is off limits, like work is bad. And so Jesus comes along and he begins to heal people on the Sabbath, even in the synagogues, and the Jewish religious leaders came unglued. And, they be, and, and we see this in John chapter 5, and it says the Jewish, uh, in chapter uh, 5, verse 16 to 17, it says the Jewish leaders began harassing Jesus for breaking Sabbath rules. But Jesus replied, my father is always working, and so am I. So if Jesus is always working, and he works on the Sabbath, he's like, it's not about, the Sabbath is to have a rest, not to make work bad. That means that all work we have, even on, even on Sabbath days, it's valuable. It has value. Yeah, but you might say, surely not my menial job, right? Hey, we, we get this other misconception that, well, we just work to live, right? That's why they call it making a living. We grinded to get ahead. We work to just make ends meet. Is that true? Do we only just work to live? Or is work something more in our life? 
Is work simply providing a living or is it meant to be more? We're going to take a quick look here at Romans chapter 12 because we want to kind of wrap up this little portion of what work is with saying that all work is worship. I want you to listen to Paul's words to the Romans. He says this, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies, your work, to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs or the work patterns or work ways of this world, but let God transform you and transform the way you work as a new person by changing the way you think. Then you'll learn to know God's perfect will for you, which is good and pleasing. Man, how, how different would your work life be if you dedicated your work to God as worship with Him? Wouldn't that be amazing? The psalmist in Proverbs, I mean, the, the, the Solomon in Proverbs 16 wrote these words in 16.3. He said, commit your work to the Lord and your plans. Those things you want to do will be established or rooted. So, I began to find a new way to work in the last couple of months. And God asked me to switch around my teaching and preaching or my pastoring job. Didn't matter what I was getting paid so that my work reflected more of what he wanted in me. And I said yes. And it didn't matter how, how much I do or don't get paid. It didn't matter the time commitment. I did it because I learned these principles that we talked about, that all work matters to God, that all work is a calling, that it's all sacred, it all has value, and it's all worship. So when we get work right, we're able then to be good stewards of what God gives us. Right? He owns it all anyway. So that paycheck that I get in exchange for that job, for doing that work with all that I am, like Paul admonishes us, right? To, to do it with everything I am is to please God. I then get to steward my work. I get to steward what I do. I get to steward the value I add. And I get to steward the reward I get from the work, like, like maybe a paycheck. When we work well and when work is right, we grow. I can't tell you how many times I have grown through the things I have done. I have gained skills. I mean, through I can do concrete work. I can do electrical and wiring work. I can do surveying work, mapping work. I can do design work. I can do pastoring work. I can do teaching work. I, I sometimes I'm like, I, how did I learn all this stuff? Because I learned it through work, and I grew. I grew as a person. I grew as a worker. I grew as a manager. I grew as a supervisor. I grew as a boss. We grow when we have the right attitude towards work. That benefits everybody. That benefits you, it benefits me, it benefits family, it benefits church. Everybody benefits. And I think that's one of the things that God knew when he implemented work in us. That would be one of the key ways, work, that we would transform and grow. Also in my work, when things are going well, I can be thankful. Doesn't matter if my work is exactly the thing that just trips all my, yeah, this is great buttons. I can be thankful for whatever work I do, even the hardest work, because I know I add value and because I know that God uses it in my life. So I could turn to God and go, God, sometimes this job is really sucky. I'm not talking about the pastoring my job, but sometimes the work that we do, the cleaning up after people, I think the hardest job I had like that was the janitorial work. There are times when in the janitorial work, I had to go in and clean up after rentals. 
when they would evacuate. That's gross work, cleaning up after people. But I could still be thankful. Thank you, God, that, that I get to do this, that I get to turn this house for somebody who needs it. Also, we give. We'll talk about that more in a minute, but man, when, when I have work, well, actually, let's talk about that now here. When I work, I can give. I can honor God with the produce of my work. Cain and Abel started that right away, right? They worshiped God. They came and brought something, and, and what Abel brought was the best of his produce. What he worked to provide, um, Cain, his brother, did not. He brought stuff. This is in Genesis chapter 3, or Genesis chapter 4, and, and when Cain just brought anything from his work, it didn't really matter, he just grabbed a few things to give to God, say, these are yours, and worship God. God was like, I don't know that I, may, I accept those, but Abel it says, Abel, his brother, bought, brought the best of what he had. And when we do that, we bless God and God blesses us. And uh, that is what God loves. That's what like tithing and offerings are all about. It's giving and honoring God with the produce, the fruit of our work. So someone like Dustin, our pastor, his vocation is serving us. And our vocation has to support him. That's what the tithe does. So we honor God and we honor those we love with our work and the produce of our work. Finally, we, we worship through our work. And in part of that worship, we engage with creation and others. And your work is this beautiful missional relational space that God has given you. Not in some weird way, not getting up in people's faces about who Jesus is, but in the way that you worship and the way that you are diligent in your work will testify to everyone you work with, everyone who sees the result of your work or gets the result of your work or benefits from the result of whatever it is that you do are going to be, man, that, I am so grateful for that. And that is our opportunity to say, you know what, it's just, I know this is a hard job, but this is what Jesus gave me to do. And I'm glad it blesses you. It's a, it's a missional, it's a missionary space for us. It's a relational space for us to be able to engage the story of Jesus, the goodness of Jesus, the goodness of the work of Jesus with others. And work then benefits ourselves and it benefits our community, it benefits our city. Isn't that beautiful? So as we kind of wrap up this episode, think about all the work you do. How, how can this conversation change the way that you work? How does it make you see how God values work in ways that you can apply Maybe come at your work a little differently. And maybe with this final question, what is God speaking to you right now at this moment about work? Whether it's your job work or work around the house or whatever it might be. Can we give thanks? Can we find the sacred in it? Can we worship through it? Let me pray. God, we just pray that this work that we do, the value in it, that we will see it, that nobody returns to their place of work or any work in their life with a misconception that it doesn't matter, because it does, no matter what the job. And God, I pray that our perspective of work will begin to be healthy and holy so that work becomes this beautiful space and this beautiful thing we do that reflects you. You in the world adds value in the world. And we just praise you and love you for that. In your name, amen. Man, thanks for being here. May your work be absolutely blessed. God bless you.